Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. I'm down to dunk. And I'm down to dunk. I'm down to dunk. This is J-Dub, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shaco Alexander, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lindy Waters, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscala, and I'm down to dunk. This is Jay Will, and I'm down to dunk. This is Kenneth Williams, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. We say this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. Uh, I just got to say something real quick. I just got to say. I got to say, I'm just fired up to be here today. It's pretty cool. Pretty damn cool. Woo! Slam through. And Taylor. What's the difference between me and you? I went over to our Shopify and bought some shirts. So you can do that. <laughs> link in uh, bio, link Twitter in, bio. Link in the Twitter bio. Go check out our shirts that we have, Down to Dunk shirts. We've seen some people buying them, wearing them. Oh, they've been buying them. They've been wearing them. It's been a hot world. I saw a one of the Rumble shirts out in the wild on uh, Wednesday. Did you really? I did. Wild Rumble. Did they recognize you? Uh, they did. Yep. Was it a friend? It's a friend of mine. Oh, okay. Well, that, oh, that's not, that's quite, not, that's not in the wild. You guys, you didn't have to ask so many that's questions. That's the zoo. <laughs> I'm just going to say. It's you like, didn't yeah. have to ask so many questions. I ran into this person at my house that was wearing a down the dunk shirt. <laughs> they knew they were going to see me. <laughs> you don't don't ask so many questions next week. Well, I'm sorry. We, yeah. we try to do this Oh, wow. They must be really prevalent. <laughs> Everybody's nah, got them. Nah, yeah, everybody has one. I see them everywhere in the wild when I'm with people that I'm forced to make sh- buy shirts. Uh, and Jay. It's Jay. Well, guys, no L-Man. Sad day. Oh. Don't Actually, don't know what he's doing. Maybe he's going to the lake. I don't know. He I, didn't say. He just said he could I just go. hope it's not another one of those he disappears for three months kind of thing. No, no, no. He's back in. We've reeled him back in. At man, least he's for been now. great, man. It makes us better. That Speaking of seeing things in the wild, it, that period is when I would just see Luke in the wild. <laughs> really? Yeah, I ran into him like twice. That was the only time I saw it. Was it like, awkward? Dude, come. No. I mean, one time we were at uh, Empire, yeah. and he was there eating. And that's when I tried to convince him to come back. And then he said, I'll think about it. And he was eating a salad. <laughs> that empire? Yeah. Was that a pre, pre-meal pre salad probably? Uh, yeah, it was probably in addition to some pasta. Oh, the empire, they know what they're doing. Yeah, that's good. Uh, okay. The, hey, man, can I give a shout out? To the boomers? To a, <laughs> yeah, to Australia. But before I do to that, if you're in Edmond and you haven't gone to the lookout at Kicking Bird. It's really good. You went the other day for breakfast. I did. But it's on Danforth and Bryant in the old Kicking Bird Golf Course uh, Clubhouse. But man, it's new. Those are our people. It's the new Kicking Bird Clubhouse. It's awesome. It's really good. We might do it, some events there. They have an event room. Yeah. Have we could been? do like a live basketball night watch party. We could golf. We could golf. We could golf. Are y'all golfers? Dude, I'm swinging the putts. I'm swinging the putts. putts. I don't golf. I have officially stopped trying to pretend that I would ever want to golf. God, isn't that such a f- like fun sport to think about being good at? There, no. I want. I, I would still want to. I still want it. to to do it. No, you can do. That's it. That's not me. I still want to do it. Uh, so Australia beat Finland. Oh, breakfast. Go for the breakfast burrito. It was unbelievable. Um, <laughs> Dude, I did the burger, man. At night. At night. At night, set the bar. I need to go at. I need to go at night. Uh, I need to go in the morning. You should. We should flip flop. So the boomers. So the boomers just pummeled the uh, what? What are the uh, the finish? Yeah, I think that's right. And it was a close game, though. They were down at half, 
and looked terrible, the boomers. And then I don't know what halftime speech was given, but some they just kind of halftime boomer <laughs> sooner. And they just pummeled them. In I, the uh, I must admit, I didn't realize that FIBA was starting this morning. Oh, really? But it's good to know. So I, I was uh, sitting in the driveway about to walk in for the podcast, and all of a sudden my FIBA stream just started filling with all of these tremendous highlights. FIBA. Josh Giddy. Your FIBA streamer? The leader. FIBA that's pretty good. The leader of the Boomers. As yeah. A 20-year-old. Yeah. 14, 9, and 8. Is there any part of you watching him play with Patty Mills that was Patty Meals? <laughs> meals. What is going on? Patty so, Meals. Is any part of you eating a meal while Patty, you're watching <laughs> Patty Mills? Patty Mills. 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 <laughs> Patty Mills. Is there any part of you watching them play together what that you're like, man, we could have probably just kept him and not gotten those two second round picks? Yeah, we could sit Shay and <laughs> Dort. And oh, come on. That's <laughs> come not on. the only option. Hey, we still got Jack White out there. Josh had a pretty nice assist. Was that the to, to Jack this, White? A super aggressive dunk was that? Yeah, Jack that White? was Jack White. Golly, yeah, man. If yeah, he yeah. can do that, man, sign yep. him up. Well, God yep. bless. Yep. So there's the starting center for the for the Boomers. His name is Dupe Wreath. Just a great name. Mm. I have no other commentary. Um, fine player. Also, uh, Nick K. Who is Nikki K's brother? Is starting forward for them? Not really. <laughs> no. Former friend of the pod. Former friend of the pod. I guess <sighs> current friend of the Maybe. pod. Maybe I don't know. She moved away. Former, uh, yeah. Former KFOR uh, sports person. God, the start of this podcast just feels only yeah, awkward. Just, just rambling. We're just talking, man. What, right. it's, what else is there to talk about? This is my like the anticipation that takes place in this moment in August for me, is just like palpable for sports. Yeah. Because we're actually week zero is what they call it, and college football starts this weekend. Next weekend is everybody's back. Like NFL, Dude, college you know football how- right on the horizon. And when they start, that means NBA is just like a month and a half away. Do you know how excited I was for Thursday night football on Amazon Prime last night? Mm-hmm. I was like, it was like six, and I saw it was going to be on at seven. I watched the whole game. A whole preseason game? Yes, That's and it was psycho terrible. Behavior. Wow. Wow, uh, I did not do that. Um, I haven't watched a single preseason play. But I, guess, I just want live sports. I guess the Boomers were up five going into half, but they were down a lot. They, were, they played terrible in the first half. Uh, so that's good. Josh Giddy played well. It's cool to see Josh. I think this is going to be really good for Josh um, on both ends of the court, and he's going to be like really ready to go mm-hmm. like come training camp and yeah. preseason and like the start of the season same for Shea and Dort I mean I think it's going to be really good for both of them we get to see them play this morning and it's gonna I mean that's gonna be a real game with Canada and France that's yeah you've got real NBA players at 8 30 this morning you can watch it on uh courtside 1891 or ESPN plus actually have a 10% off code for courtside1891 if you want one. So just send me a DM if you mm. want one. If you don't have Courtside1891. If you don't have ESPN Plus. So I think it's a European thing. Oh. So anyways, if you have interest in that, let me know. You cannot watch. There's certain games you can't watch, but you can definitely watch this one. So Canada you know versus that, France. Do you know that Davis Bertons might have a brother named Darius? He does. Yeah, it's his brother. Yeah. Have you seen a picture of Darius compared to Davis? Yeah, they're a little different. Is he more handsome or less handsome? More. Oh, Jay. <laughs> no offense to Davis. I mean, offense taken. Offense taken. But you think Darius is hot? <laughs> so, I'm going to pull this up. I'm not going to nobody All nobody right. needs to experience this but me, but I'm just going to we're just going to look at these two guys side by side. Oh, my God. He looks like... Uh, That's Darius Bertans. Darius? Darius. Darius. I don't know. He looks like J.J. Redick a little bit. Yeah. Good looking guy. He's Check a good looking guy. Way better looking than Davis. I'm with you now. Yeah. Da- Davis today, 10 points, <laughs> 3 of 8 from the field. 
Can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, but the uh, the Latvians beat Le- Lebanon by 39. So uh, this is just group play. I say that and pretend that I know exactly what it means. It's like a round robin. I they mean, play everybody. Whoever gets the most points and the way they do points, if it's like soccer, is not like how many points you score, but wins or, you know. I guess it's just wins. It's, There's no ties probably. <laughs> Dies. And then the winners of the group play go into the second round, which is actually not a knockout round. I don't know what it is, but it's not. Maybe it's double elimination. Mm-hmm. And then it's knockouts. I listened to the whole Hoop Collective podcast on Summer League. Nice. On Summer League? On FIBA, FIBA. World Cup. <laughs> They're flying <laughs> Windhorse. Windhorse is in Manila right now. I'm like, what are you doing? Why? He lo- I think he loved it. He was in Dubai with the team for a while, and now he's in Manila. Which apparently, maybe it's the game that's happening later today between the Dominican Republic and the Philippines, but it's like the largest ever sports gathering that's ever existed in Philippines. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Bigger than the Thrilla in Manila. What was that? It's an old boxing match. Was it Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier or George Foreman? I don't know. There's a lot of basketball fans in the Philippines, though. Apparently, it's like huge. Yeah, there are. Yeah. Well, we yeah. have a lot of listeners from Philippines. Yeah. Miguel Davela. Yep. Yep. Joe, Joe Varden from The Athletic is in Manila as well. Did they ask you about going? They tried to get me to go. You said no. I'm just kidding. No, I'm not no, doing that. no, no. They did not ask me to go <laughs> to the Philippines. Uh, that would have been cool. That would have been cool. Uh, Miguel Davela says he has tickets to Egypt, Montenegro on Sunday. Oh, very cool. So if anybody's there and wants a ticket, I don't know how you'll get it, <laughs> but it's available. Uh, okay. I think he was just saying he's going. Or was he saying no, they're, he they're available? No, he made available. He said, oh, who, okay. wants who wants it? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, we're not that far. Montenegro has a... Isn't that where Vucevic plays? Mm-hmm. Vooch. Yeah, they, really? they beat Mexico by 20 today. So you should, wow. you should go check it out. Should go check it out, uh, but yeah, Canada, France is one that I'm looking forward to. As you're listening to this, you probably already know what happened, so uh, that's great. Anything else going on? Did, did you see that uh, Matt Moore dropped his rankings, uh, his top 100 rankings? Oh, is this what pro- Alex was referring to? I guess so. I didn't know what Al- Alex sent us a text that Matt Moore is like the most hated NBA person on the planet or something. Um, and <laughs> it wasn't quite that, but it wasn't not that. Yeah, it was some, somewhere, <laughs> somewhere close to that. Alex said he hates Matt Moore with a passion. That's what I heard. Passion. Um, I think Matt Moore's a nice guy. So there were <laughs> guess seemed convincing. Yeah. Guess how many Thunder players were ranked in the top one hundred? Um, okay. three, four. Four. Who yeah. who would it be? J Dub, Chet, Giddy, Shea. So the answer is two. Shea in the top one hundred. In the top one hundred. Shea and Giddy. Mm-hmm. And so guess where they're ranked. Guess oh, where Shea is ranked. Twenty-four. Mm-hmm. He should be top twenty. You saw how bad I was at this exact higher thing. higher than that. Yeah, like, he was top higher. Bigger number, smaller number. <laughs> Yo, smaller number that. oh my god that was the worst night of yeah, my life PTSD. <laughs> smaller number all right let's go 18 he's ranked 10th oh okay on matt moore's list the way you're setting this up is i thought i was going to be mad i don't actually you can you can feel however you want to feel i'm not trying to make you feel anybody. i don't know anything about where he should be ranked who is ranked above him or below him dependent on how you're thinking of those rankings so let's see so matt moore's hardwood paroxysm right yeah. Embiid is nine. Kevin Durant, eight. Fair. Devin Booker, Fair. seven. Jimmy Butler, six. Fair. Jason Tatum, five. Fine. Five. Fine. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Luca four. Fine. Steph, three. Giannis, two. Yeah. Jokic, one. That's okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Still pretty awesome to be. So ranked after bigger numbers than Shea, Kawhi, LeBron, Dame, Anthony Davis, Donovan Mitchell, John Morant. Halliburton, Siakam, Fox, Brunson. It feels pretty good. Yeah. Seems about right. 
Who else is ranked? Giddy. Giddy is the only other one. Did you already say that? Yep. I am so sorry. Can you tell me? Get out! Can you tell me what where he's ranked? If you keep scrolling, I can. I'm not going to. I want to say, let's call it 56. It's going in the 60s? Nope. 70s. Bigger number, smaller number. Bigger number. 74. 78. Really? 78. All right, give me some players that will just piss me off. So, players that were ranked with smaller numbers. Okay. Shorter? Which I think is how most people say that. Chris Paul, Jeremy Grant, MPJ, Emmanuel Quickly, Malcolm Brogdon, Wiggins, Marcus Smart, Kuzma. This is such a weird list. Malcolm Brogdon? Yeah, Malcolm Brogdon. I don't understand that. Tyrese Maxey's 69. I mean, nice, but like... That seems low. Yeah. Scotty Barnes. Uh, Gobert is 67. Alex Caruso, 66. What is this list? What in this, the world? This is so, this feels just like he put them in like a random order, or yeah. like randomizer. Like this doesn't make any sense. Hero, 65. Tobias Harris is 64. Bradley Beal, 63. DeJounte Murray. He's got Trey Murphy ranked over Evan Mobley and DeJounte Murray. Walker Kessler ranked higher than both of them. Trey Murphy. It's got Walker Kessler at 59. What is going on here? This this feels like Wow. LaMelo Ball's 84? Austin Reeves was above all of that, by the way. Yeah, Austin Reeves is ranked like way above all these. I mean, what are we doing here? Yeah, that's wild. All right. He's an agent of chaos. This is why I I hate him now, too. This is... uh, (laughs) Nick Claxton at 51. Nick Claxton at 51. Oh what my is this? Lord. What is happening here? Paolo at 52. Franz Wagner at 50. Nick Vucevic at 49. Jared Allen, who had like arguably one of his worst seasons at 48. Wait, 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 wait. Was Jared Allen ranked above yes, Evan Mobley? Evan Mobley, yeah. Like quite a bit. What? Julius Brandt. Cam, Cameron Johnson Cam at 42. Johnson at 42 is that's an insane take. That's an an absolutely... This whole thing is an insane take. This is one insane take. It's not a collection. Yeah, this is wild. This is wild. Porzingis at 28. Wait, where's where's Bancaro? Bancaro's like 52. Okay, and J-Dub doesn't even make top 100. He didn't make the top 100. Cade Cunningham, 57. The Walker-Kessler hype, man. It's out of control. It's out of control. It's way out of control. I mean, he's a he's a nice rim protecting big that doesn't do anything offensively, right? Like he can't sh- he just can't shoot and he doesn't pass well. Like he's an, a good screener can finish around the hoop fine. Do you think he forgot about J Dub? I mean, he's got. I mean, the guys that he ranked here at the end: Herb Jones, Kyle Anderson, Bruce Brown at ninety eight. Norm Powell, Malik Monk, Markel Fultz, Bobby Portis. What's going on here? Bobby Portis. Anthony Melton. I mean, D'Anthony Melton's a nice player, but J-Dub was a lot better than D'Anthony Melton last year. As a rookie. Yeah. Come on, Looney and Nyeka Kongwu, Steven Adams, Clay Thompson at 87. I mean, this is a, this is a. Agent of chaos, man. This is just a, this is clickbait. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm but you know what? I'm Matt Moore's going to treat it as if it's not. I'm closing the browser. That's clickbait. What's also good <laughs> is that you just gave you know 10 minutes so that others who will be listening to this will <sighs> don't also... Go, don't open the... Don't don't go to it. I know it's probably too late, but don't go to the list. It's it's clickbait. And he's going to argue. It's not real. And he is going to argue. And he wants to argue. Don't talk to him on Twitter. Don't do not do anything. Yeah. I I implore you to do nothing. That's insane. I he de- made. I think he made every single team. I might delete this in post production. This entire segment. <laughs> every team except Utah. <laughs> like your F word. Like your F word on the Wednesday pod. Oh my gosh, that was that was. You know, sometimes you just try. You're just trying. That's to That's why too it's, much. it's worth subscribing on YouTube and watching. Andrew says yeah. the F word. He says the F word. I just scream it, and I just I couldn't help myself. No, I was, I was trying to do too much all at once. I'm trying to do the podcast and like rip video from YouTube at the same time. And you could, I'm not able to listen to it. The worst cover of Rude 
the worst right cover into... of Rude ever. It was. I don't know what was going on, dude. It was podcast gold. I have no idea what was going on there. Uh, okay, anything else FIBA related? Man, I, I like I I like watching the FIBA tournament. I just hate acting like I care a lot about it. Yeah. Uh, I just I just want to watch basketball. Yeah. Did like you see I, what Anthony Edwards said? What would he say? Hit the Tayshons. Tayshons back toy bigger in the Just a little heads up next time. Where is it? Well, I didn't know. This was a good time. Hey, I'm Tayshon. This is my victory dictory. Anthony Edwards admits he wasn't cool with Steve Kerr trying to bring him off the bench. A quote from Anthony Edwards. He said Dwayne Wade came off the bench when Kobe played. I was like, all right, we don't have a Kobe. This is Joe Varden reported this. Yep. Anthony Edwards is now denying that he said that. Oh, he is? Yes. He's saying, I didn't say anything about that, about Steve Kerr. Where, 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 is, this, where is this said? Um, on Reddit, I saw it. Let me get to the him denying it part. Yeah, that's what I want to know. Yeah. Um, I can't find the... I just saw it. I swear he's denying it. Here we go. Uh, he went on Instagram Live. Said, oh, y'all losers beat it. I ain't even say that comment to Steve Kerr. That's my dog. I hate y'all. <laughs> seems, <laughs> seems aggressive. <laughs> so, wow. what, I, I mean, I think he probably did say that. And now he's... Why would he not want to say... Why would he... I mean, I guess he doesn't want to insult somebody, but like... Like big facts that there's nobody even close to Kobe. Yeah, on this roster, lie, not one lie detected. But is he starting now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's starting now. What's the yeah. point of this? Well, Steve Kerr wanted him to come off the bench, and so he was arguing, and so he he said this. So what I'm confused about is how is he coming out and just denying it now when he was quoted on saying that? So he's coming out and denying it. So did did Joe Varden? Did he not know that that would be reported? Joe, I mean, Joe probably got it from Steve. Oh, that's probably right. Yeah. No, but that quote is from Anthony Edwards. Yeah, that's but if thing. Steve said to Joe, oh, oh he yeah, said I, I tried to get Anthony to, to think yeah. about coming off the bench, and and then Anthony said, I don't think there's any Kobe's on this team. Hmm. Like Joe, like Steve could have said that. The Spolstra, Spolstra, I mean, I'm like, I work my. The Human Torch was denied a bank loan. Uh, Spolstra made the comment that it's hard for him not to look at Anthony Edwards and see Dwayne Wade. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, some high cool. praise. Yeah, it's but true. do you see the me the mentality? I remember being critical yeah. of kind of the hype train around Anthony Edwards going into the FIBA this USA run, but I I'm wrong. It's good he's, play. He's oh yeah, he's really well. easily one of the top three talented guys on the team. He's a really good player. Maybe yeah. the most talented guy. Yeah, just talent-wise, could be. So anyway, do you guys You'll ever... never realize it because he's in Minnesota, but... You might. I mean, they're making playoffs and stuff. Yeah, man. I mean, they beat the Thunder. They beat the Thunder. We saw it. Dude, that doesn't count, man. We're on. We're barely even on our way up. They're on their way middle. How many more years till we're on our way up? Jay? Next year. I've already told you. This 50 year. wins. All right. 50 wins. We got Vincent Albay from the Philippines in the in the chat. Another, another fan from the Philippines. Have you guys ever done or said something and then uh, maybe it was a miscommunication, but you needed to deny it? So I have a story. Let's hear it. Look how big my nostrils are. Yeah, they're big. You see? Yeah. Them? yeah. All right. I can fit nine to ten quarters in my nose, both nostrils. If you don't believe me, I can show you sometime. I never have changed. I can do it, though. I, I never have change. I'll be right back. I'm about to say, I'll go out to my car right now. I really can. Sideways up there. So I've been able to do this since I was 15, probably. So I did it in class one time, and uh, um, all the kids were gathered around. Wow, this is amazing. <laughs> this is some amazing stuff. So I do it. Teacher comes in. What's all the hubbub about? I'm like, oh, no, it's nothing. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. She says, come up here and show me. So I go up to her desk, put nine quarters in my nose, and then take them out. And I'm taking them out, and like some of them are falling on the desk and stuff. She takes out a white slip, writes me a note to the principal's office. I'm like, what in the world? You know what she says on the principal's office? 
I put quarters up my nose and threw them at her. So I had to deny, that did not happen. I did not throw snotty quarters at her. So I had to deny this to the principal. It's very embarrassing. This whole thing is very embarrassing. Who was the principal? Do you remember? I can't remember. It was one of the dudes. I don't know. I can't remember his name. But um, I had to deny it. And so it was one of those things where I can understand why she would get mad about it. Snotty quarters fell on her desk. And I was being a, you know, a tailor about it. So I was why did she bring you up to the front? Yeah, she just didn't if like She didn't me. want you to show off. Yeah. Just leave you in your seat. She just wanted me to do it so she could write me up. So she set me up for sure. Call her out. Yeah, I called What's her. name? No, I, I actually, I made her life a living hell for a whole semester. And I've seen her as an adult and I had to go apologize to her. Did you really? Yes. That's, that's awfully awesome. No, it was really bad. I bet that happens a lot, though, to teachers. Don't you think? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Teachers who... Definitely. Just existing in the world, and then all of a sudden, a former student comes up, and they realize the just terror they were. That's yeah. good. Yeah. I'm proud of you for that, man. Well, thank you very much. It was So, hard. was there a question in there for us? Yeah. Have you guys ever had to deny something? Um, I had to deny something. No, sure I don't deny have. things like that. I, I like when I'm thinking of that. I less outright denial and more trying to give context to what I actually meant. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I didn't mean it that way. It came out right. wrong, or it came out, you know, in a tone that was incorrect. Which or is whatever. what I think happened in this Anthony Edwards thing, and I think that's why he's denying it because I think it's being taken a different yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. If it, <laughs> I think it's only being taken in a positive way. Am I wrong? I don't think it's taken in a. I don't think anybody on the USA team is going like, but I thought I was as good as Kobe. I thought I'm Kobe. No, so he's saying he's saying, you know, he tried to make me come off the bench, but there's no Kobe out there. Like he's saying, like, why would he make me come off the bench? Mm. Calling out his head coach. That's how no, it's being taken. No, no, no. I don't think that's real. Yeah. No, 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 no. That is how it's being taken. They talked about it on the Hoop Collective. It's not being. They didn't. They didn't put it out there like that. I didn't take it like that. Okay. I mean, that's I mean, how Edwards I Edwards is out there denying it, though. If Edwards is denying yeah. it, then he yeah. took it some way. Right. Some kind of way. Right. I think there's just part of, like, this is the challenge, but also what's really cool about the these national teams is Dwayne Wade, who is a Hall of Fame basketball player, had to take a bench position, mm-hmm. right? That's what is unique, but also challenging. It was also coming it. off injury. Yeah, for sure. For that, but for that particular run, he still was also maybe. I think he like led the team in scoring or something that that run. But it was the bald. point. Was the point. I'm, the point I'm trying to make. <laughs> he was. Yeah. The point I'm trying to make is that to take a collection of guys like this is the best of the best. Usually, not necessarily this round, but to take these guys who have never ever had to take a relegated position on a team. And to expect them to coexist is what one of the challenges is, or challenges were. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But they, but they know that. I mean, there's 15 starters going, or however many there are. Yeah, like, like the, there can only be five. I understand, but it's still challenge. There's no way it's not something. Yeah, yeah, like the other night they play Germany. Well, Jalen Brunson, who's been the starting point guard and leader of this team, mm-hmm. doesn't play in the closing minutes like crunch time because Tyrese Halliburton is playing better in this moment right and it's like how do you how do you just there's I just think there's something where we got to at least celebrate the fact that these guys are able to check their egos well that's why we always had hope for Carmelo Anthony because of what he would do in the Olympic tournaments yeah yeah in Olympics and in he played on FIBA tournaments too right or he played in them yeah, I think they all did. I think you had to in order to be on that on the Olympic oh, team. Oh, that's right. Because guys used to just like sit out and yeah. not be a part of the program up until the Olympics, yeah. and then would just hop on in the Olympics. But that's why you you could like look at Carmelo and be like, oh, he could extend his his career yeah. because of how different he played in these international games. But coming then, off the bench, he tried in Portland, but it just it wasn't. It's he didn't have it anymore. Yeah, it was too late. This is too late. Uh, okay. Anything Anything else? Hey, uh, Riddles Ugh, in the chat says that uh, Josh Giddy joined 
LeBron James. Why is this not going up? Join LeBron James as the only player with 10-plus points, 5-plus assists, 5-plus rebounds in their first FIBA World Cup game in the 21st century. Wow. Really? Yep. So, there you go. Well, that's uh, that just continues the Josh Giddy is just like LeBron James path. Yeah. that's Same uh, player. That's what everybody says. Because his rookie year, he had another thing that was like, LeBron's only done this. With the points, rebounds, assists, rookie year. Yeah. Fast, you know, youngest triple-double boy. Wow. Josh Giddy. Wow. Uh, okay. Jimmy, I oh, wait. What is, where is this? Jimmy. Oh, my gosh. There it is. All right. Let's uh, take a quick break. If we come back, we're going to do some Twitter questions. We're going to do Jay's segment. Jay calls it like he sees it. That's me. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. When it's time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer, and it was, man... Very, very easy process. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com dunk. That's linkedin.com slash dunk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back after that quick break. It's time for some Twitter questions. Twitter questions. You've got questions and you ask them on Twitter. <laughs> now we answer them for you. This is Twitter questions. Now let's get down to it. Our first Twitter question comes from Zach D. He wants to know, do you think part of the Thunder's philosophy long-term will be extending the core roster, build a deep team with good players all the way down the roster, consistently playing 11-plus guys to keep fresh and save wear and tear? Yeah, you've seen that they they have done it, 
in the past, they will do it again. Mark's going to play everyone. I think it gets more difficult as your team gets good. And more expensive. <laughs> and more expensive. I think it's just it's really hard to maintain something like that. I think in these years it's pretty easy. But when you're when you're there's pressure for you to win, I don't think you're playing like thirteen guys in the playoffs, you know? No. No, not in the playoffs. But I think the point of this question is, do they have such a deep roster and is Mark going to play these guys in such a way to like save some minutes on some of the I mean, guys? ideally, yes. Some of these guys aren't going to want to take on, like if they're that good, take on yeah. some like bit role at the end of, you know, if you're like the 14th man on the roster. But ideally, yes. Like you have these rookies that are developing that can also play. It'd be great. I think that'd be great. Also, it's like an ideal world as well. You know, you so. don't think that they'll play six guys off the bench. I mean, I think they will definitely try to do that. Mm-hmm. There's just been times in the past where, you know, the Thunder haven't been able to do that, but they also have never had this many picks. I think, I think we're entering into a little bit of like, on like, this is not territory the Thunder have necessarily been in before, or really many NBA teams have been in before where teams have had this many picks. And I've already hit on the guys that they have. You know, there are players that, and this like goes into like the whole roster crunch like discussion is there are players that are waveable, cuttable, whatever on this roster right now. After next year's draft, where maybe they get two or three guys, and then the next year they get two or three more picks, and they keep adding. Will that necessarily be the case? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It, could still, it still could be because, like, guys that are chosen 12th overall can be, you know, traded or waived or whatever and not be very good. But I'm just curious to see how this continues to play out because they're, I mean, they have a really nice roster. Nobody's pouncing at all on any of the guys that they've waived so far. And I just wonder what it looks like moving forward you know, with these extra picks that are coming in. Because, like, one way that you guard against being, like, crazy expensive is you have rookie-scale deals Mm -hmm. that just extend out. So, I don't know. I'm curious to see what it looks like. Ideally, yes. The answer is yes. They would love to just have 14 guys that they can play and they feel confident with. But that's that's also kind of an ideal world a little bit. Yeah. I think we need to do a roster crunch again next week. Every every three weeks we do roster crunch. Yeah, I'm out on that. Oh, okay, I'm done. I'm done talking about the crunch. There's done. been a bunch of crunch. There's been a bunch of crunch. Uh, at Josh Morrison, seventy-seven. Can you please overlay that giddy defensive possession Andrew posted with the giddy 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 audio? But seriously, which is more important this year, Josh becoming a more competent defender? Or a league average three point shooter. I th- uh, three point mm. shooting, man. I don't know why I can't think otherwise about it. But if he could develop a consistent three point shot, I mean that's substantial. What's more important, though? I think shooting is more important. I think he's already like not a awful defender just because he's super smart and he's really strong. Yeah. And I think that he can figure out a way to hold his own. Um, so he gets yeah. lost sometimes, like trying to be kind of, and the way I've seen it, it looks like it's kind of trying to be everywhere at the same time. Kind yeah, of I mean, he's done, he's, he looks great, like that possession, he looked great in FIBA, and then there's other possessions where he's doing the same stuff, like you're talking about, where he gets Somebody a little bit back lost. Somebody backdoor cuts, and he's, he's up playing kind of too high or whatever. Yeah, he's 20 years old. You know, he's 20 years old. He's going to get better at, he's going to get better at defense, certainly. Like, that just kind of happens. Like, if you're in the league and you're competitive and you want to get better, you will get better at defense. Mm-hmm. You know, like, JJ Reddick got better at defense, you know, as his career went on because he n- figured out how to play. He was never like some like stellar defender, but he was. Steph's he, the same way. Steph has gotten a ton better. So I think he will become a better defender. League average three-point shooter is like, that's a whole different story. 
like the shot, I'm still like a little concerned that it's not going to get there. But yeah, you know, it'd be great if it did. <clears throat> I think this team would like be a true title contender <laughs> if he became like a, a shooter that you had to defend. Yeah. Because you have Shea and like J-Dub is going to be a shooter. I think Chet will shoot. And if Giddy can shoot too, that'd be insane. Do you think it's easier to be a, a league average shooter if you're taking eight threes a night or three threes a night? I don't know. <laughs> like, are you picky or are you just putting them up when they're there? You know, like, I know we talk about volume shooters and like Dort's a guy you look at who takes a, I mean, he took a little bit less, but he can take some threes. Oh, he takes a ton of threes. And I'm wondering if that hurts or helps. And it's probably it probably depends on the guy and their role and what position and are they just constantly being left open. But like I, I think sometimes it's bad if you're just always left open and you take the three instead of just putting the ball down and, and driving sometimes too. Yeah. That I'm puts sure. pressure on the defense too, you know? I'm sure there's statistical evidence out there somewhere that would uh, – I would assume – that a higher volume would give you a higher likelihood for a better percentage for these guys at this level, right? You like, would think, yeah. You know, like if you're shooting seven shots, then you've only got to make three, and it becomes versus if you're shooting three shots. You know, I don't know. But it's like you're only taking three shots because they're the wide open. Yep. The, the obvious yeah. you should take this. Ludor took four hundred and nine threes last year. Yo, how many times has Kevin Durant taken more than that in his career? Oh, God. Is it zero? It's not a zero. Okay. Three. It's four. Four. Four times. Three in Oklahoma City, once in Golden State, and then the rest were less than that. Yeah, that's changed for sure in his career, just because he can get to his spots. Yeah. I mean, that is insanity. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. His his rookie season, he took half the number of threes that Dort took last year. He took 200. And it was a different league. You know, the league How was, many, was way, way different. Can but. you look at Booger last year? Booger? Booger. <laughs> yep. I can look at Booger. Because I'm like... Phoenix is one of those teams where you think they of just, them as uh, like shooting well from three. They just exist in the mid range. Yeah, they do. But like they have guys that you think of as three point shooters, and they just don't take as many as you think. Yeah, they book, book took, book took, almost one hundred less threes yeah. than Dort last year. Yeah, that's bonkers. That's boogers. That's boogers. Yeah, he's only done that. He's only taken more than Dort did last year three times in his career. No, two times in his career. Yeah, in 18, 19, and then 21, 22. Wow. So there you go. There's a stat for you. So I don't know if that helps answer our question there's or a, not. There's a stat that you didn't ask for, but you got it. But you got it. Yeah, Dort has. 409 last year's the most he's ever taken. 391 the year prior, 329 the year before that, and then in 36 games in his rookie season, he took 100. I guess the question is around Josh Giddy specifically. So I'll ask you guys, would you rather him shoot what is league average right now? It's like probably 34 or 35%. Okay. He's not far. He's not far. 32 last year, right? It's a it's a game of inches, and if he something. advances, I think season one was twenty seven or twenty eight, season two thirty two. Like if he takes just two percent points more every year, eventually he'll be a hundred. He's going to get to a hundred percent. This is why it's so great that he's only twenty. He's got ten years till he's thirty. Think about that: two percent every year. Yeah, that's twenty. He's going to be shooting. You know, <coughs> something like 60 50% from the three. Yeah, he's 26% in his rookie year. But would you rather him year. next year, if he's shooting 35%, mm-hmm. would you rather him take eight threes or four threes? Because with his game specifically, I'm thinking four. Ah, oh, man, I don't know. 
Anytime you can clear the lane for... But shot attempts, total shot attempts don't change. He's taken 14.7. That's uh, before Chet. BC. Okay. So more than half of those are threes. I wouldn't like that. Uh, I'm I'm all in. I mean, <sighs> if you're playing the math game, I'd rather him... If he's shooting that... And people, the, the thing about it is, are other teams defending him? Do they care that he's shooting it? If they don't care that he's shooting it and he's shooting eight threes, then that's a problem. Yeah, I just think... It's all about, it's all about what bends the defense. Because if he's not bending the defense and he is just Andre Robertsoning his way to 35%, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. You know, because I... Nobody cared when the ball swung, and it happened all the time. I mean, it was a frustrating thing to watch was the ball would swing, 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 and you had these, like, super-duper stars on your team. And the ball would swing to Andre in the corner, and it would hit his hands, and it would stick. And you knew that he just had to he had to shoot it. But the entire defense just got ready to rebound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all five guys just got ready to rebound. And... If that's how they treat Giddy, I don't care what percentage he hits. That kills your offense. Yeah. That kills the flow of what you're trying to do. Now, if it hits his hands and there's a closeout, then I don't care if he shoots 34%. Like, yeah, take eight threes. I guess I'm thinking of, like, does it affect shot uh, point creation too much? But if he's making them, I mean... Th- a guy like Giddy who's so good at getting others involved and just getting in the lane and that floater's going to be better and him finishing at the rim's going to be better and him getting I mean, yeah. Chet involved in pick and rolls is going to be better. All that stuff, right? Like, is it... Which one is going to affect the team positively? And I guess the math would work out. I yeah. don't know. At 35%, would it work out? Yeah. It would? Yeah. Okay, well then, take eight. Yeah, I'd t- take more threes. I mean, that's like always the answer. If you're making them, and if teams will guard you, then the answer is take more. And thirty five percent is enough for you to take more to say okay. Heck yeah. Okay. What do you think Booger's shooting? Thirty seven? Thirty eight? I don't I'm trying to remember what it was. Yeah, he shot thirty five percent last year. Did he really? Yeah. Oh. He's a thirty five point six percent three point shooter for his career. Really? Yep. On five point eight attempts. Wow, his, his reputation. Really boost that number up in my head. Yeah. He's only shot 38% or more twice in his career. But, wow. But teams guard him. Yeah. And that's why you think he's good. Yeah. It's because every, like, you know, teams are all over him. Do not want him to have an open shot. Well, and he can just have those games where he doesn't miss. Oh, yeah. I mean, in the playoffs, he was yeah. unbelievable. I mean, there's a lot of guys that have these reputations as shooters. And where they're at, percentage-wise, is, is not there. What did Trey? What did Trey Young shoot for his career? Thought of as a three point shooter. Yes. Yes. Thirty six. Thirty five point one percent from three. Wow. On seven attempts last year, he was thirty three and a half percent from three. But, but I guess it does go back to like how what threes, what threes are he shoot? Is he is he shooting? Yeah. And what? when. Yeah, I mean those that matters definitely. Yeah, but thirty five percent is enough. It's just are you bending the defense, right? Because if he is, he also he's not going to get caught up in this like I I need to like get mine kind of thing. Like he is just a he's a team player and he knows what the right decision is. And if the right decision ends up being shoot it, he's going to shoot it. Like he's a very, very smart player that I think is going to help this team win basketball games. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I just think Josh is going to do the right thing with regards to, like, taking more shots. He is also, one thing that he's been doing in FIBA and that it seems intentional is getting to the free throw line a lot more. He took seven free throws in today's game. I guess this morning's game. See, that's great, too. That's an aspect I that, didn't that, think about. That's always the difference with yeah. these players. J-Dub's going to need to do it, too. But like that was the difference with Shea between him becoming a uh, like a a good a really good player to a star into a superstar is that he went to the he shot ten free throws per game last year yeah 
at ninety percent. Ninety percent. That's how he. That's how he got there. Like that's how he became the superstar. Is that every night, you just he just gets ten points a night, right? Just added to whatever, and that's how you score thirty points a night. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just with the clock stopped. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, I don't. I don't know if that answers the question. <laughs> I think it was a good discussion that we were given. Uh, okay, at Medicine Clam. He wants to know, which of the following leaps would make the biggest jump in OKC ceiling for next season, regular season, and playoffs? Rank them. Shea goes from All-NBA to MVP. J-Dub to All-Star. Giddy to All-Star. Chet, Rookie of the Year. Dort, Defensive Player of the Year. Kaysen, First-Team All-Rookie. Us, Most Improved Player. This is a lot. What would be the most important one for you guys to to give this team like a higher ceiling? I think that it's either Josh or J Dub becoming an all star is like definitely the next one. Because like Shea had an MVP caliber season last year. You know? And as far as like raising the ceiling, we saw like Russ won the MVP and it didn't necessarily like raise the ceiling. Yeah, the, it's not the, the Shea team. one. I'm split between obviously the three following ones: J Dub All Star, Giddy All Star, Chet Rookie of the Year, plus Second Team All Defense League wide. I I'm probably Chet. I think Chet, like Chet, just being like this, insane, yeah, really good, like monster, better yeah. than better than Wimby in year one kind of yep. thing. I think that's yeah. it. Yeah, I mean that would change a lot of things because <laughs> like you said Shea already is having mvp caliber years yeah he had one right. last year so now throw another guy in <clears throat> j-dub and giddy it's or even if they're not all-stars they're gonna be up there they're Their good games players are gonna be improved top 100 players so you throw in another monster like you guys were saying yeah that that's would, just a different that is, thing also like, what does it look like if usman jang is the most improved player <laughs> dramatic improvement from year one to year two uh like what if like Us if he plays like he did towards the end of summer league and he's getting 20 minutes a game i mean that's a huge deal yeah. for this team and i mean obviously i if, don't know if this became be the most improved player what would have to happen is that he would probably have to slide into the starting lineup at the four and then you put dort on the bench and then your starting lineup is just like giant yeah and versatile like that i mean that is we talk about like replacements like for dort as like you know Kaysen or whoever no it makes more sense exactly but like if you Us said, slid in up. and your lineup is shay giddy j-dub Us, and chet I, one Us is gonna have to like make such a massive improvement for that to be an actual reality like this is like total fan fiction you know thunder right now but if something like that, if that happened, like that is the positionless, you know, everybody can do everything kind of lineup. And that, I mean, that would be in, insane. Also, like if, if Oost became a starter, if, if he just became a starter in the league, that draft is going to go down as like one of the greatest drafts ever for, also, for any team. Think about this. This means he's averaging... <laughs> Like 16-plus points a game. If Usman Jang... <laughs> Let me go over the last most improved yeah, players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Please do. Laurie Markkinen, 25. John Morant, 27. I'm doing points per game. Julius Randle, 24. Uh, Brandon Ingram, 23. Pascal Siakam, 17. And then it's 23, 23, 20. So that level of player for Usman Jang, maybe there's, a, maybe there's an argument there. If Us came in and was like 19... Seven and five or something. Oh, my God. Five assists with it? I mean, if Us is going to score 19 points per game, he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. He's going to have probably five assists a game. Why is he having the ball in his hands? Although, yeah, I was about to say, based on what you just said, I think it actually would have the most detriment to this team's leap because that would mean that somebody or some bodies are hurt. Yeah, they're in the hospital. Three of them. Well... Shane Giddy are out for <laughs> and games. Put, give the ball to Ooze. 
He would he would just have to emerge as just a better player. Than both of them. Yeah. No. I think Chet's the piece. We've been saying this for a while. Chet's the piece. Yeah. Uh, at New York, Oklahoma. In three years, who's the Thunder's biggest rival? Grizzlies. Tayshawn? Yeah. That seems right. Yeah, that'd be it'd be fun to reignite yeah. that rivalry. It's kind of fun that both them and San Antonio are the teams that you're looking at and going, man, in four years. Yeah. It's true. Portland. It might be I mean, Portland Antonio could be too. back there a little bit too. Yeah. Scoot, Shaden Sharp, whoever they get in the next couple drafts. They're still a long ways away. If Chet and Wemby both stay healthy and both become who everyone thinks they're going to become, yeah, that might be one too. Yeah, Spurs. yeah, definitely. Yeah, Spurs could be one. Yeah. At uh, Masaka Masaka Tatata, uh, <laughs> I was in the arena. What a wonderful phrase! <laughs> I'm sorry. There's just. I, no, I think you did it. Okay. I think I'm like Masaka Masa Masataka. Yeah. Um, I was in the arena for Australia-France game in Tokyo and realized that Jack White is good. If he remains on the roster, who would be the odd man out? Roster crunch. Roster crunch time. Roster crunch. Let's talk roster crunch. Um, you went, I saw you were trying to think of what button can I yeah, press I did. right now? And so I just made a chomping noise. We probably just own. need a roster crunch button. Crunch? Crunch? Uh, I think that probably J- Jeremiah would be gone. I think it'd honestly probably be Trey Mann that like had to be traded. Traded. Wow. Um, I think that he would. You know, you get like some kind of like nice second round pick for Trey. Yeah, we need some more else. second round picks, man. Yeah, they don't have any. Yeah, what are we gonna do in our future? <laughs> They're gonna have a a pick crunch. Hope. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, that's. I mean, that's probably who. I think there's a, a definitely a world where Trey is here at the start of the season. But if Jack is really good, then it's probably they probably have to make room by. It probably be Jerry Oladipo and Trey Man. So, you think? how many? They have. They have three cuts to make. Three cuts to make. Good to know. Yeah, or I mean, trades. You know, whatever. Like last year, they traded like five guys and then, you know, brought in the other guys from the Rockets and then cut all those dudes. So, yeah. you know, there's a lot of ways it can happen. Um, at Byron Biggs one, based on the current roster, has the Brian. Thumb- oh, Brian. <laughs> yeah, that's how it's pronounced. Brian. From at Brian Briggs one. It's B R Y O N. You'd still say Brian, though. Oh yeah, Brian, Brian, Brian. From at Brian Briggs one, based on the current roster, crunch as the Thunder has <laughs> a Thunder rebuild resulted in a team that could eventually win a championship. Yes. Yeah, they've got got. I mean, they've got. I think they'll have. I've said this. In previous podcasts, this team will not have the ceiling talent of Kevin Durant and Russell. Uh, Kevin Durant, I think Shea could get on the a similar level that Russ did as far as his ceiling. Mm-hmm. But they will have more quality talent when you get past three, four, into five. Right, like if you remember those those teams, it was obviously the Harden year. You know, like what he eventually became. But yeah. if you look at, you've got five guys. Burgers and fries. <laughs> That's good, man. You're it. You're trying to replace Luke this week. I'm trying I'm proud to. Of you. Trying to. Uh, I don't know. I just, I, I feel like the depth of this team will be far more, I don't know. I mean, far better than that team in the past. Yeah, yeah for sure. We always needed another one or two guys with those KD teams. Mm-hmm. And the quality, you know, it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The bench quality for sure. Yes. And so. that's what the assets will ultimately do that they did not have in the early run. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So eight, nine, nine, ten, ten, eleven. Those were the years that the Thunder were in OKC. Their first three years. So going into this will be year four for the rebuild for the Thunder. No, year three for the rebuild for the Thunder, technically, because this is Josh Giddy's third year. Right? Is that how we're counting it? I don't yeah, know. I'll count it that way. So like the the guys that were on that team, that Thunder team, as far as like depth goes, let me get to this. So the the guys who played the most minutes in that season, Durant, Westbrook, Ibaka, Harden, top four. That's a pretty nice top yeah. four. Then it's Tabo, Jeff Green, Nick Collison. Like that's still pretty good. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's seven. Eric Maynard, who we thought a lot of, that's eight. Nanad, nine. Then we get like Daquan Cook, Nazi Muhammad. I mean, it's not that far off. Like yeah. that's 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 some quality young depth on that roster that I think is probably a little underrated, especially the way that we thought of them at the time. Like think about the way that we thought of like Jeff Green and Eric Maynard at the time. But that was also the year that they traded Jeff Green and Kerstich. Yeah. For, for Perk. Yeah, they got Perk in that year. So they yeah. lost two of the guys that you talked about. Not that, you know, everybody's like, oh, Kerstich, but I don't know. I I just remember it always being a battle where we'd signed Randy Foy and Derek Fisher and Karan Butler. Yeah, and, that, but yeah. that was because they didn't Deon, ha- they Deon didn't, they didn't have excess picks. Yep. Right. During those years where they only had basically their own to trade. And then they just whiffed in the draft, like, many times. Campaign, whiff. Cole Aldrich, whiff. Yeah. Big whiff. The draft is really difficult. And Reggie was good. Reggie was, that was a great pick. Yeah. Y'all didn't even talk about him in the one that got away. Did he get better, though? Did he get that much better? I mean, I don't know. I I think we all just ignore him because we hated him so much when he left. Yeah, who wants to talk about Reggie Jackson in a favorable way? I I think he got better. I think he just got Detroit. Yeah, maybe just more minutes, more. Yeah, more opportunity. Were his most important moments in his career with OKC? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He's a champion, guys. He just won a championship. Yeah, he was very important for them. Huge. Yeah, Detroit, he was 17, 4.7, and 9 in his first year. But Stan hated him. Yeah, they hated him. They did not let him be. That kind of guy for very long, for two seasons, and then things started to Stan Van, that's the only guy, Stan Van, I've heard him talk about in those Detroit years where he he will actually talk about his frustrations with that player, Reggie Jackson. Yeah, I think that's that's the case wherever he went. Yeah. (laughs) Until he became what he was with the Clippers, which is just a very peripheral piece. Yeah. And he had some moments with the Clippers for sure. Yeah. Yeah, he had some moments in the playoffs for the Clips. Yeah. But like Reggie in that but Memphis his best, series yeah, for us. Let's say his best moment is that series. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, that was that was huge. That was huge. That saved the Thunder in that Grizzly series for sure. Yeah. Uh, what were we talking about? Reggie Jackson. <laughs> the depth of the roster. The depth of the roster. Yeah. I mean, they, they definitely... Are going to? I mean, it, it remains to be seen whether they can be a championship contender. But ha- the rebuild has gone about as well as possible to this point, and now it's like and now it's up to the guys that are on the roster to get better and to become those kind of guys. Um, all right. Uh, are you guys miffed and are you guys peeved? Miff, 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 miffed and peeved. Anybody miffed and peeved? All right now I'm Gene Bead right now. Yep. Just in light, just things are going, things are going okay. That's great. Good. That's great. We almost passed out yesterday, that's but great. yeah, that's just the way things go. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you almost pass out and throw up. You know, that's just life. It is right now. Yeah. Because ah. like, I, if I'm miffed about anything, it's the weather. But we're not doing that. No, yeah, I, yeah, this weather's it, been it is, wild. It is terrible. I've got some... Uh, it's awful. Yeah. I put some fescue sod in my backyard. I yeah. didn't do it. An awesome guy did that. This Mark Fescue, my look back. him up. And uh, 
Let's coach for Gonzaga, I think. Um, <laughs> Mark Fesk Pugh. Mark. Excuse me. Anyway, he. Uh, so, but I have this huge patch that, dude, I can't water it enough. Like it is. Yeah, it's just awful. Scorched. Yeah. So I'm like, hopefully it'll come back. So that's kind of annoying. Yeah. Uh, and I get this nut sedge weed that just is everywhere, and I can't kill it. Excuse me? Can't kill it. You know. Pube patch nut. <laughs> We're going for it right now. J-Mon. <laughs> um, uh, my son got uh, poison ivy, and we just, we've been battling poison ivy in our flower beds for a long time, and it's just annoying. I'm pretty miffed about it. Not allergic, this guy. Me. Really? <laughs> so I did it again. You I'm not even again. on purpose. Not allergic over here. This guy over here. Me. me. This human. I'm going to test it. I'm going to bring poison ivy next week. Let's Rub it all over your face. Let's go roll around in this flower bed. Just over I here. haven't been ever infected dude, by poison ivy. Dude, I have. When I get it, it is horrible. Horrible. Very allergic. This guy. Me. Here. <laughs> Uh, all right, we will have more podcasts for you. The FIBA games are going on right now. If you're listening live, thank you for listening live. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We would appreciate that very much. Um, you know, training camp is just around the corner. We've got, we've got I'm planning some really fun content for for that. So just stick around. You're going to want to be subscribed to the YouTube channel specifically for all of that. So go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it already. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Enjoy some FIBA basketball. And we will talk to you guys again on Monday.